Welcome to the Nearly Coherent Podcast. I'm Ed, and joining me this evening, a man whose eyes are never more beautiful than when they're filled with rage. It's my buddy Jeff. Jeff, how are you? Beautiful, apparently. I don't know if it's, I don't know if you're seeing the rage or the utter disbelief or a combination thereof. But yeah, man, I'm not, I'm not great. I am not great. How are you? Also, decidedly ungreat. Yeah, I kind of figured that one before I even uh, asked it. If you haven't figured out, this is going to be a slightly different kind of episode. Probably a little weird. Uh, also, intentionally not funny, as opposed to our other episodes. <laughs> Where it's just accidentally not funny. Yeah. If you've missed it, there's been... Um, a lot of protesting, which is in response to all the systemic racism and uh, all, and you know, police brutality and the list of shitty things goes on and on. And um, it would be weird if we just went back to making fun of Dave and never brought it up. So that's what this episode's going to be. Yeah. Now, this is, uh, yeah, this is something that... I, I think it's not just bothers. It, it it affects, I think it affects us, and it really affects everybody very deeply, I think. Yeah. Uh, regardless of what side of the coin you fall on with this and whatever emotions it does stir in you, I don't think there's a single person out there that this doesn't stir something in. So much so that, I mean, full disclosure... This is not the first time we've tried to talk about it. No, we we the the two weeks ago we didn't record because the last thing the world needed was two white guys chatting. And then last week we tried to talk about it, and it was just a lot of screaming "What the fuck" at each other, and the levels were weird. We didn't want to blow out your eardrums, so we're gonna try to do it a little bit less screamy this time. Maybe. Yeah. I think a little maybe less screaming and as far from coherent as we normally are, try to be a little bit closer where they are, you know, where our points at least make a little bit of sense. Hopefully we're, we're going to do our best, but it, admittedly we should. I mean, I don't know if you've picked this up from listening to us ever, but uh, we are both very white very white yeah so so there is a world of experience that we do not have we will never have but we are gonna do our best even though we're might be dipshits yeah good point very good point it's still it's still you know two weeks two weeks since we uh, even discussed what we were going to discuss and i have to tell you i am not any closer to being able to process that this is reality. And it's not just what happened. Because you're right. You know, you mentioned we're both extremely white. And and I guess I've gained a better understanding of what the term white privilege means and understand. Because I have literally never been afraid of, of getting accidentally or or maybe not so accidentally but i've never been afraid of being killed 
by a police officer. It's never even crossed my mind about myself. You know, now I'm aware of the world around me and I'm aware of the way that, you know, any of my friends that are of different races and I'm aware, that's the key word, of how they feel. Do I understand it? No, not even close. I have a friend, John, mentor of mine, and he's made reference to the talk multiple times. The talk is something that black families know about uh, that the father has to have with his son to let him know about dealing with the police and what he's going to be viewed as by society as he gets older and he goes out. And I don't have to have that talk with my son, you know, to not, it's just, and, and it's so crazy that fathers of black children have to have a talk like this is fucking, that's why I say I, it's two weeks and I can't put the words together. Yeah, no, uh, I think the most coherent way that I can put it is this, this is all a load of shittiness. It is, it is, it's, it's a complete loss of faith in a lot of humanity. Yeah. I won't say all of humanity because, you know, nothing is ever all, but man, it's a lot. I, I will say that there are a couple of good things that have come out of, there's a couple of good things that have come out of this. And, and I guess I should be, there's, there's a lot of caveats to that. When I say a couple of good things, uh, a couple of good things as far as I think personal knowledge and growth is what yeah. I mean. Um, hopefully lots of good things come out of this going forward, you know, uh, in society, but personal growth wise, a couple of things have, have come out of it for me. Uh, a, a friend of actually a, a mutual, a mutual friend, a former coworker of ours, uh, a gentleman named Howard, he had made a, he posted um, about the situation and I was just happened to be reading the post and, and uh, I was reading a few of the comments. And so the first comment was from one of his, from one of his white friends from high school. And I, they were tight. They, they are real friends, you know, or they were real friends. Maybe have lost touch, but not just like some acquaintance that wanted to like, you know, hop on, you know, hop on the trend and, and tell, you know, the first black person they see that they love them, you know, mm -hmm. but a, a, an actual person that, that was trying to convey a nice message. And, and he said about how, you know, back on our team, you know, I want you, we, I never saw, you know, I never saw color. I never looked at you like that ever looked at you as my friend and my teammate and this and that. And the sentiment was genuine and it was nice. And I got what he was saying until, uh, another woman chimed in and, and said, basically like, while, while I get what you're saying, you're missing the point a little bit, not argumentative, just saying it. And this part is what kind of blew me away. Color blindness or that famous phrase, I don't see color. Yeah, I don't care if you're white, black, or purple. Right, which which I, listen, I've said it. Mm. I've said it, and I genuinely felt that way. Because when I look at somebody, 
doesn't matter to me. It really, it doesn't matter to me what they are. I was thinking as she was reading this, as she was writing this, because what she said was, it's not to not see color. Color is there. It's something that makes us who we are. And you can't just act like somebody is not black. That doesn't solve the problem. The real solution comes from you acknowledge that somebody is, is in this case, black, and it could go for any race, any creed, any country, of national origin, whatever. But you acknowledge it. You acknowledge that, yes, black people in America have a different experience than white people. And I actually wrote back to her. And I, 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 I said, I'm like, I've never thought of it this way. I've, you know, I have three kids and I've always, any time, uh, you know, the little one doesn't understand anything yet, but with the two older ones, they have, you know, they have kids of, from all different countries and all different races in their class. And you make it a point whenever something, you know, whenever something comes up and, and, uh, you know, if it's, if it's somebody who wears, um, a burqa. Well, why do they, you know, you explain why. And then I would explain, doesn't, you know, they're no different. And that I realized was the part of the problem. It's that they are different, but different is okay. It's something I've been working on with my kids and explaining to them. My son is a little bit older and he kind of sees and hears what goes on. So explaining to him, like, yeah, an 11-year-old African-American boy is going to have a very different experience over the next few years than you are, buddy. And the key, the key is when you see, when you meet, when you make friends with somebody different from you is to acknowledge you have to understand, you have to try to understand, or you have to understand that they are different from you and treat them the you know, you, you treat them the way you would want to be treated. You know, that was one of the big things that I learned. And I, and I, it almost seems like on the surface, a subtle difference, but it's not. No, but do you feel like a total dipshit when you hear that? Or are you like, cause I mean, initially I was like, oh shit, I'm a dumbass. But then I kind of got onto the, oh, this is kind of like necessary discomfort. And so now I'm constantly uncomfortable, but also in a good way. And I don't know if that's the best way of expressing it. I don't know if I necessarily felt like a a dipshit. Uh, I almost feel like you've you've been. I don't necessarily feel like if you're not part of the solution that you're part of the problem. I feel like you can make a situation, you can not make a situation better and not make it worse. And I kind of feel like that's what. I did. Is that right? No, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah, that's not the ideal. I don't feel like I was part of the problem. You know, I think my job and I, I've been trying to educate my kids, right? To try to, you make things, try to make things better as the generations go by, which I kind of thought we were, but we're definitely having. Clearly not. No. So it's got to fucking, it's got to start somewhere. Yeah. So I look at it like that. It's got to start somewhere. I think now. I am better equipped with a better understanding to teach them the difference and to at least make three of them in the next generation better people for it. So, no, I don't necessarily feel like a dipshit. I feel like 
I learned. You, you never, you always, you know, I feel, I like learning. Anytime I learn something new, I feel like I learned something new. Had I been, I, I mean, had I been a, a racist or, or, or done something to somebody because of their race in the past and not realized it, which maybe I, I listen, maybe I did and I don't even know it. Um, but it's never been not like intentional right. now that I feel, I feel like if I do it again, I'll feel like a dipshit. Oh, I just feel like a dipshit when I was trying to do the, like the Spider-Man dipshit. Like, you know, you tried your best and you still, Dr. Octopus still got away. That's, that's my usual that's my usual feeling. Yeah, I do, I get you. I I get you. Speaking of dipshits. Oh, which ones? Which ones are you referring to? Take one. You get you get one guess. I'm speaking of a very specific dipshit. An individual dipshit or a group of dipshits? Nope, one dipshit. Oh, well then it's Trump. So, what the actual fuck is he Is there nobody that's like they, Don, why don't you give me the phone for the night? Like, there's nobody. The Secret Service, the First Lady, the, the like, anybody in his cabinet, nobody in the room goes, yeah, that, don't say that. <laughs> like, he's got nobody caught. This is, it's un, it's unbelievable. Yeah, who would have thought that having a, moldy yam that was just fed a nonstop diet of diet coke and sean hannity's bullshit would be the worst possible person to be leading in a double whammy of pandemic and racism who'd have known if i worked at starbucks and wrote what he wrote i would be the guy that used to work at fucking starbucks he is he's not good I don't, I don't. Not helpful. I don't get it. Yeah, I don't get, I don't get him. I also don't get anybody who's still like, yeah, but the judges are all right. I like, I like the tax breaks for the millionaires. And uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to, racism's fine for that. It was, I saw one sign at the protest where it was, um, not all Trump supporters are racists, but racism isn't a deal breaker. And I was like, oh. Congratulations, you just gave me my new phrase. Well done. Thank you. And this is the thing. Like, I've seen pictures, uh, you know, when you go back to his history, it seems, now the the racism could have been there the whole time. And according to the Nixon administration, it was. Say again? He was sued by the Nixon uh, Department of Justice for um, housing discrimination against... Black oh, yeah. oh, yeah, I'm sorry. According to, I, I didn't hear what you said. Okay, yes. So, very, very possibly it's always there. You, you know, the, 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 the folks that support Trump will post a picture of him getting an award with Jesse Jackson and, and Maya Angelou, I think it was. I can't remember exactly. And they're like, look, he's hanging out with black people. He's okay. You know, he hired uh, Omarosa. He's okay. He's not racist. And to me, I look at it like, uh, you know what? Whatever he did before he became president doesn't fucking count. And it's also, I mean, first of all, we all know the, oh, it's my black friend trope. If you hear somebody say that, you're a racist. 
Right. I can't be racist. I have. Yeah, I have a black friend. Right. No, no, you you are. You are. If that's how you're introducing them instead of being like, hey, this is this is Ted. I have a friend named Ted. Right. And not and this guy, he's in a lose. I mean, it's a lose-lose. And I get that he's created a lot of it. Mm-hmm. But even if he didn't say anything else going forward, <laughs> racist. There's so many things that he's said and he's put out there and he's allowed to be said. Two white guys posted a picture reenacting uh, the photo of the police officer kneeling on George Floyd's yeah. uh, on on, his, on the back of his neck, right? Mm-hmm. And they're like, you know, the 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 guy playing the police officer is given like a big thumbs up. The guy laying down is given a thumbs up. And what do you see behind him but a four foot Trump 2020 banner? And I'm like. Oh, listen, how do you not say so? Like, I would tell these people, I don't need you as my fucking supporter. Take that banner down. Don't do me any favors. Yeah. They reenacted a human being getting murdered in broad daylight. Yeah, they reenacted a snuff film. And it's like, I don't give a fuck about george floyd's past i don't know i don't know what his criminal record was or anything like that but you can't be judge jury and executioner in the middle of the fucking street he wasn't holding a gun i don't think that their lives were in danger with four of them and one of him handcuffed Mm -hmm. and they're celebrating that to me trump one of the worst things he does is not denounce that you can go out, you can misinterpret tweets. He can say he meant one thing and it came out this way and you know, talk about syntax and all of that, blah, 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 blah. But when you allow the people that support you, that fucking vote you into office to do something like that, how, how is that not inciting a riot? I don't know. How is that not? I, I, don't, I, I don't know. I just don't. I don't get it. I don't get it. I mean, it doesn't help that he's got racist vampire uh steven miller hanging at his side all the time whispering sweet clan rallies in his ear i'm sure but you know how dumb how dumb of a dumb fuck do you need to be to not realize uh this is bad this isn't what you want that's it's a no it's a no win donnie it's a no fucking win not saying something about it is a no win. I look at it like this. Can I make a comparison for a minute? Please. Because here's the right. Here's the opposite argument is that there's no, you know, racism doesn't exist. Slavery was a hundred and something years ago and 200 years ago at this, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I look at it this way because he isn't another argument that people have that's very divisive is global warming. Mm hmm. If you put this into a four box where you have the top has two choices, the side has two choices. So the top is whether or not the threat is real. Okay, so you have real on the left, not real on the right. Then coming down, uh, then coming down the side, you have take action or not. Your top left box is take action and it's real. Your top right box is take action and it's fake. And then the bottom two are don't take action, real and fake. So... If global warming is real and we take action, we could potentially avoid uh, an extinction level event and the end of 
not just humanity, but the end of, of the, the planet as we know it. And then if it's fake and we take action, yes, we spend a lot of money on green initiatives and, and you may, people may chalk that up as a waste. I don't know. I, I wouldn't necessarily. I think we've wasted a lot more money on a lot stupider things. Then right below that, that it's fake and you don't take action. Well, then you got really lucky, but you get to the, the final box, which is it's real and you don't take action. To me, of the four boxes, that's the worst one. Yeah. You're talking about global warming is real. We do nothing about it. We're gone. Mm-hmm. So if I take those four boxes, to me, not taking action, you got a 50-50 shot of extinction. Whereas if you take action, you got 50-50 shot of wasting money. I'm taking action. If you look at it, racism is the same way. What harm can come of us from taking action against racism and it not being real? Yeah. Which, I mean, you, you have to really work to think that racism isn't real at this point. I, I, please understand, I am not arguing that racism is not real. I'm, I'm saying in the box that we're in the box that I'm currently discussing. Yes. Yeah. No, the no. one where racism's not real and you take action. What harm is there? What harm is there? None. Exactly. There's no harm. But then again, you have people that will... People are just obtuse. People are ignorant. People are just not willing to acknowledge that there could be another point of view. There are people out there who still insist on saying... And it, hang on. Before I start screaming again. People who keep on insisting on uh, responding to Black Lives Matter with All Lives Matter oh, and God. not expecting me to just smash them in the face with a broom. It's, oh, that's another one, man. That goes, it's the same people that put the picture of the white baby yeah. saying, do you expect this white baby to apologize for slavery? Yeah, was, does the baby have an All Lives Matter tattoo? Uh, yeah, exactly. Oh, by the way, the rest of the rest of that baby meme, the top picture is, if you expect this baby to apologize for slavery, do you expect this baby, and they show a picture of a Japanese baby, do you expect this baby to apologize for Pearl Harbor? And I'm like, yeah. Wow. That's I, extremely different stuff. By the way, let's go no further than the fact that we dropped two fucking atom bombs on that country to pay them back. Yeah. I think we settled that score. Yeah. Let's, we can leave Pearl Harbor alone at this point. Yeah, seriously. Good God. Oh, so, 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 so these all lives matter jackasses, these all lives matter pieces of shit. I constantly just, I just want to yell at them that if they were a conservationist and they were, and they're like, listen, we got to save the green turtle. The green turtle is on, is an, it's an endangered species. We need to say that if you walk up and go, Oh, cool. So that means we get to eat sea turtles now? You're just a fucking moron. Yeah. Missing the point. Yeah, you are so dumb that it's a wonder that you're capable of breathing. It's... A, the, the, whole, the whole point of the phrase, the hashtag, the, the, the protest, the movement... Black Lives Matter. The whole point is, yes, 
We know that everyone's lives matter, but it seems like black lives don't. Yeah. That's the point. That's, it's, it is, that's very, very, very frustrating. The cousin of the All Lives Matter is the asshole who says, uh, you know, oh, well, more white people are killed by cops than black people. Can, can I just throw a little math? I'm, I'm bad at math, but I'm just going to throw it out there anyway because somebody who's smarter than me did it. Okay. So they got the math right. In the American population, there's 191 million white people and 42 million black people. So that is a difference. There's four, about four and a half, 4.55 times as many uh, white people as there are black people, right? Yeah. And in 2019, there was 370 white people killed by the police. So if you divide 370 by 4.5, that would mean that 82 black people, if it was the same per capita, 82 black people would have been killed by the cops. It was 235 that were killed last year in an incident with the police. So black people are 2.8 something times more likely to die in an interaction with a cop than a white person. So if you want to all lives matter and more white people are killed me at me, please Put your head further up your ass so that I can't actually hear you speak. And do the math. Do the math. F- find somebody else to do the math. Because, I mean, like, I know I couldn't do the math. Right. But I promise you, a person that does math did this math. So, it right. And I don't... Listen, I have lots of friends that are police officers. And their families. And I don't want anything to happen to them. No. Of course not. But guess what? That, I'm allowed to say that because I also don't want them to do anything to somebody else that that isn't genuinely protecting themselves or somebody else. You know, I, I, when since when it's like you said with the sea turtle. Yeah. Like if we've got to save one, you don't need to kill. You, you don't need to kill the other. It's not that you need to bypass it. It's that one is suffering more. It's just calling out attention. Yes. It's just calling out attention. I don't want police to die at all. Not a fucking chance. But I also don't want black people to die. No. And I also want things that cops have been saying for years shouldn't be on their plate to be taken off their plate. I I do. I agree with that. Hire social workers to deal with uh, mental health issues. Get better health care going. Like, every time you have to call a cop for something that's not an actual crime, you're just bringing somebody who is in the mindset of, I'm going into a situation that I might die now, so therefore, yeah, they're probably a little bit more on edge, needlessly. Yeah. And I think about it, the big thing people don't understand, this is, to me, this is what the whole, all lives matter, blue lives matter, it comes from, an under, like, people not understanding that you can be right without me being wrong. It doesn't necessarily have to be that. A lot of people force it. A lot of people force it into that. Life isn't a zero-sum game, except in that we're all going to die. Yeah, basically. So maybe don't be a dick to each other while you're doing it, you big, dumb turd. It's funny. 
that you say, you know, that you say that because I, I know you know how much I love Dave Chappelle. Yeah. He's awesome. He's absolutely, to me, he's absolutely brilliant on the scale of human beings. He's brilliant on the scale of comedians. I thought before that he was just my favorite. Now I will never be convinced otherwise that he's not the greatest comedian of all time. He released a piece uh, called 846. It's on YouTube. Uh, Netflix is a joke. A bunch of stuff. Believe me, if you want to, if you haven't seen it yet, it's easy to find. Just Google Dave Chappelle. It's going to be the first video that pops up probably. It'll also be a link in the commentary for this episode. So it'll save you some time. There you go. There's another place to find it. Tell Dave that we sent you. Um, obviously, it's not. Uh, you're not going to be roaring with laughter. That's not what it's about. No. Yet you do. There are still parts where you laugh when he calls out Candace Owens, which is great. She is. I can't stand her. Uh, but anyway, it's not uproariously funny. But man, is it? It's a great twenty six or twenty seven minutes, whatever it is to listen to. But my favorite thing that that I guess just pushed me further over the edge because I was already over the edge about him being my favorite and being the greatest. But there's a there's a uh there's a story out there uh a, a comedian Kenny DeForest tells about doing stand up in Brooklyn and at the time Chappelle's in town because I think Kevin Hart is hosting Saturday Night Live. They're very close. These other comedians, they're doing their their regular set, and he happens to pop in. So they talk to him. And they they you know they beg him like, "This is Dave Chappelle. Can you go on?" So yeah, he goes on. End of the night, he goes on. The place obviously goes you know obviously goes crazy. And as he's going through, and he starts talking, and you know, he starts talking about uh, Eric the Eric Garner case. It was very recent at that point. And a woman gets up, or a woman, as he happens to be talking, she says, she shouts out, uh, life's hard, sorry about it, during the show. So Dave, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know if anybody, you could probably tell what Ed's reaction was, even though you can't see it. But it's like unbelievable to think that somebody would say that in, in public, although is it really, right? No. I guess not. No, it's not. It's entirely believable, as a matter of fact. It's, I'm more shocked that I have the capacity for shock than I am at the actual statement. After she says that, he, he goes, what did you say? And she repeats it, and he starts, to go, he starts to go in. Now, there's few things in life I'd be more afraid of than Chappelle going in uh, on a character assassination of me because he's, like I said, a genius. But he's not making fun of her. He just starts to talk. He starts to enlighten. He starts to educate. He's talking about racial issues and other, you know, other stuff like that. And so he he referred to, he tells a story about a friend that lived in South Africa and talks about the ending of apartheid and how that came about. And his South African friend explained to him that it came about when the people caring hit critical mass. Mm. Once you got there, you you couldn't be stopped. They couldn't stop the movement, and it destroyed apartheid. So the set's over. There, He's back in the green room. This woman wants to come and apologize. 
the other comedians tell her, you know, take a hike. So they tell Dave that she'd want, and he said, no, 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 bring her back. They're like, what? And he's like, yeah, bring her back. She comes back with her friend, embarrassed, apologizing profusely. She says, I just wanted to say that I'm sorry for what I said, and thank you for educating me. I was ignorant before, but I want you to know I learned from you tonight, and I won't say things like that anymore. Chappelle's answer was, you're okay. That's all we can ask. Know better. Do better. I want to thank you for hearing me and listening. That's your role. And now you know. Now you're part of that critical mass we talked about. And next time you hear a friend say some ignorant shit like you said, it's your job to correct them and share with them what you learned tonight. Then you are no longer part of the problem. You're part of the solution. And I'm like, this that's it. The amount that I learned just from reading that Twitter thread, it kind of changes your point of view on things. Yeah. So, again, like I said, you might have been able to talk to me about other comedians in the past that, that, that you think are good and that I should like and this and that. You ain't convincing me that anybody's better than Dave Chappelle. Not ever. Well, there goes our upcoming episode of me trying to convince you about Carrot Top, but whatever. I was phoning that one in anyway. Ooh. I guess there's always exceptions to the rule. I'll listen. Here's the deal. I'll, I'll listen to you. I'm going to hear you out with an open mind. Yeah, I don't believe Carrot Top's good, so it's fine. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Fair enough. See, that's what I did. I called you out. I knew you weren't going to prepare that argument. There are a few facts. There are a few facts in life. Carrot Top not being funny is one of them. Yeah. All right, man. Do you have anything else? I don't think I can say anything else. No. Hopefully we didn't just like, you know put any of this back i think we're good <laughs> I, don't, I, I, don't. I think we may have helped push towards critical mass than ruining anything so you know at the risk of being extremely corny i mean even if you push even if you get one person you know this pushed me further towards it i was just in general about the world you know i was just kind of waiting for it to end <laughs> you know i'm more in the case of try to fix it now you know i'm more in the camp yeah, as much as much as we play a character on this, Jeff's general just you know let the end of the world come thing was actually a Jeff thing. Yeah. Oh, that, I, that absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I was waiting I was waiting for it, but I've decided to try to make the most out of my time between now and then. Good for you. I'll t- I'll talk to you next week, man. I miss you already. <laughs>